0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, the podcast where me, Adrienne, and Matt talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we just wanted to tell you to head on over to all of our social media and get involved in our conversations. Check out our Twitter at But Why Though PC and our Facebook, facebook.com slash PC. Also, we're Twitch affiliates now, so you can sub to us, watch a stream, um, get access to funny noises when we're playing. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. Come spend your nights with us while we play games at twitch.tv slash while And are on that note, we are actually raising money for StackUp, the military gaming charity that empowers veterans through the power of gaming. So if you have anything you can donate, donate it to them. Head on over to our Twitch channel and click on the stack up logo click that it'll send you to the donation page and you can help out a great cause and a great organization that we've covered in our missions that matter episode um, which you can go back and listen to to find out more and as always enjoy the show Welcome back, and today we're talking about a hero shooter, Overwatch. Because, you know, heroes never die. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian.
1: Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello.
0: And our awesome Overwatchy special guest, Ryan, from the Game Boys podcast and the Firekeepers.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing fantastic. Excited to talk about one of my favorite games.
0: Because you were, uh, just to bring up a little background information, you you can't talk about it on Game Boys anymore, right?
2: Uh, No. So this game's now two years old, and we've talked about it so much that we basically put a ban on it.
1: Wow. (laughs) Too much of my life has (laughs) been in this game, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's good. Um, So I am not leading this because I am an Overwatch noob myself, so Adrian is going to be taking the reins.
1: Yay. Yay uh i couldn't think of my favorite catchphrase there's too many but i was gonna say something clever and come in uh but it's too late it's too late it's gone so, i just
0: realized last time that sombra says oh boy i see that, when she kills people and i want to play her now it's so <laughs> condescending uh
1: so as we usually do we'll start off with the intro question um matt won't be able to participate since he hasn't played the game but if he's seen character designs, I guess he can pick one, and he can describe them, and we can see if we can see talk about the one that he's describing, but your favorite character to play with, um, or like, it'd be it like you like playing them, or you like their backstory, or both.
0: Do you want me to pull up what they look like for you, Matt?
3: No. No. Oh. I'm here. I'm a cardboard cutout. Let me do this.
0: <laughs> okay, who's, who's going first?
1: Uh, let's go, Kate, since you're uh, the newest...
0: Yeah. Uh so I've been playing for about a month. Um I'm a solid Diva main. But my favorite character based on backstory is actually Sombra. She has my favorite animated short um because she's like essentially this child of war. And she ends up being really good at hacking, and then she helps people, and then she realizes that she can actually support herself and make money doing that. And then she her hacks get so advanced that she just pretty much breaks her system and then actually puts the system inside herself, um, which is really freaking cool. So I really like Sombra, um, or Sombra. <laughs> um that and i really love that she says oh will a seat when she kills somebody because a somber killed me yesterday and that happened and it was it, it burned
2: <laughs> she is m- maybe the most annoying character in the game
0: a little bit yeah, right, up, right up there with tracer for sure <laughs>
2: but yeah she is great what about you ryan oh uh for me it is zarya the weightlifter from russia she is perfect um I found myself being forced into playing a bunch of tanks because I usually don't trust my team. And so it was either D.Va or Zarya. And if I'm having like a really good team that I can depend on, Zarya is 100% the way to go because if you time it right, you can get powered up by the enemy and then you can just unleash a huge beam of energy on them and it's great.
0: Or if Kate steals D.Va first.
1: That too. <laughs> I like that I like your reasoning for playing tank much better than Kate's
0: <laughs> mine is because my team doesn't trust me
1: <laughs> yeah um, for me uh, I love playing with May I think she's the character that I'm probably the best at um, just very versatile kind of character that you can kind of you know be on front lines or kind of you do the mm. flanky stuff and she's kind of really really tough to kill once you you know get the walls and the ice blocks she has
2: one of like the best stall games in the entire game
1: yeah for sure and her her short is amazing I love 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 her short because despite everything that she's been through she's still kind of like cheery and stuff but I think my favorite character backstory I think has to be Reinhardt's from like this kind of like cocky you know German guy to like this old grizzled kind of like grandpa of overwatch uh, which is really really great so that's for me Matt you have any preferences?
3: No, I do not. Like I said, if you, as Adrian mentioned earlier, I have not played this game. Um, I don't think I'll be playing anytime soon. <laughs> <at> this <point. laughs> So, no, I do not have a favorite character.
0: Do you have a character that you think looks cool?
3: I probably we- couldn't even tell you what the characters look like. You
0: watch me stream all the time.
3: Yeah, I'm not really paying
1: attention that much.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Well, I'm just going to say McCree, because you look like McCree a little bit.
0: I can see that.
3: I focus on your chat, not so much what you're actually doing.
0: Yeah, he's my mod.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good.
0: I will say this: it's really cool too, because like I also I like like I do like Diva's back not backstory, but so much is like I guess I don't know. I guess what like her profession was a professional gamer, and then she decided, oh well, I can transition this into being a mech pilot. And I was like, oh shit, that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Uh, so. To get into to some of this, so we're, we're going to go real quick through the production history and then kind of tell about, like, the world of Overwatch itself. It's kind of, the one, but why, of one of the but-why-those, because I think it's one of my favorite reasons, one of my, one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite games to play currently is because of the way that they tell their story, and we're just going to make that a separate but-why-those. We'll just talk about the production history and kind of some of the numbers and um, the accolades and all that fun stuff, so... As we mentioned at the start, Overwatch itself is a team bla- team-based first-person shooter. Think you know Team Fortress Two, and a whole bunch of other like small knockoffs that couldn't compete with Overwatch. Like uh... I can't even think of them off the top of my head, even though we were just Paladins. talking about them. Yeah, stuff like that.
2: Battleborn, Paragon. Just, there was a bunch of them. Yeah, we tried Paladin. Did play Paladin? Yeah, and I, was like, yeah, was, then I was like, this
1: is literally just Overwatch but worse. Yes. Yeah. Like down to the character designs, it is, it is a terrible. Down
0: take. to the map design.
1: Yeah, it's not not great. Um, so, if you're not familiar with team-based shooters and things like that, so you essentially have different roles. And Overwatch, specifically, you have over uh, offense, defense, tank, and support. When it was first announced back um, at BlizzCon way back when, about four years ago, it started out with twelve of the playable characters, um, and then we're now up to twenty-seven. I think it launched with 21, 20, something like that. I don't remember 21 exactly. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. But they first showed those first 12, and people were super, super excited about it straight from the get-go. And, of course, this is at the time of this recording because they add characters in fairly frequently. So in a year from now, who knows how many characters that we're going to have. Uh, so in Overwatch specific, specifically, we have different game modes as well. You have Capture the Point, um, some Escort, some um, a Capture the Point slash Mixed Escort thing, Um, They have a whole arcade with different kinds of game modes like Elimination, Team Deathmatch, Deathmatch, Captain of the Flag. And they always kind of rotate some other game modes in there that are usually pretty fun um, and keep the game fairly interesting from time to time. So the game itself was developed by Blizzard Entertainment. Um, You may know them if you don't know who Blizzard is. What are you doing with your life? Why are you here? <laughs> Can we talk
3: about one of those games. I played all those other ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they've done games like World of Warcraft, uh, Hearthstone, Diablo, Here's the Storm, Starcraft, a whole bunch of others. So basically, the only realm that they weren't in was this kind of like team-based FPS system, and they've kind of like taken that over now, just like they've done in just about every other facet of um, high, you know, high performance and high uh, competitive gaming. So the game itself was in beta for about a year, year and a half or so, um, and released in May twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, which may or may not be like the day this comes out. Day after. So when you're listening to this, the next day will be the two year anniversary of um, Overwatch, and there should be an event going on. Go play it if you like really cool skins and things like that. Uh, so it was released on all platforms. So Xbox One, PS Four and PC um, after being announced in BlizzCon in 2014, like I mentioned, and it was a, pretty much an instant success. Um, Blizzard reported over $1 billion of revenue during its first year, and now is about has about 40 million players after the t- two years. If you go look at the ratings for the games, even back in 2016, they're all glow- glowing and raving and pretty positive. Um, all the ratings that I saw had either a 9-plus out of 10 or 90 plus out of 100 across various platforms with the exception of PC Gamer and Polygon which were at 88 out of 100 and 8 out of 10 respectively so still pretty pretty good for um, a game of this of this kind considering that it's really the only one other than like Team Fortress 2 that kind of exists at the moment um, and lots of game awards way too many to kind of go through and mention but a few of the ones that stood out are of course, it was the Game of the Year in 2016, the Golden Joystick Awards in 2016 gave it its Best Original Game Award, it was the Esports Game of the Year in 2017 for South by Southwest Gaming, and the British Academy Game Awards in 2018 um, gave it its Best Evolving Game. I didn't know that one was even like an awards thing, but what, it's What, the Evolving
3: Game or the British Academy
1: Game Awards? Uh, I think both. I guess I'm never like because
0: it. <laughs> the Calvary's here. They had to give it for Tracer.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, I think she was like nominated in one of the categories for like best <laughs> character or something like that in, that. in that same, I don't think she won, but like she was still in that category for that too. Um, and there's obviously they made so much money on merch, so much money on merch. Ask Kate. They made Kate. They yeah. made money off of Kate like the first day she played the game.
0: Yeah, they did. It's it's, it's a giant pink mech. Like, it's pink, and it's a mech. Yeah, I'm not going to buy anything from that character. <laughs> I, I have I have a whole bunch of diva stuff now. Yeah. And people in our Discord, which you should totally join our Discord if you haven't already, uh, they keep putting stuff in our Overwatch channel that I should buy, and Matt just stares at me.
2: Have you picked up the Funko Pop yet?
0: I haven't.
2: You do have one Funko Pop.
0: Which one? Oh, I have Lucio. Yeah, I have a Lucio Funko oh. Pop that I got at a dragon out of a dragon bag at a convention.
1: Very oh, nice. nice jelly!
0: But I hate it because he's an annoying character. And I had somebody last night just like running around in a circle inside one of the tubey thingies.
3: Inside one of the tubey thingies. <laughs> yeah, it's like this little. Room. Thank you, listeners. You are now like fully educated. Yeah. Well, he's in like a
0: little room, and his power is like one of his passes that he can like wall grab, and so he just circling a damn tube and shooting out. And it, I, oh god, I hated it. But I was junk rat, so I lit it up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so they made so much money on merch. I didn't even, like, think to go look at how much money they've made off of their merchandise. But, like, go to any convention and you're going to see diva leggings. You're going to see Tracer leggings. Uh, you're going to see plushies of Winston and Bastion. And you're just going to see everything. So they made a lot they've of money.
0: They've made at off. least $80 off me, so.
1: <laughs> and, again, she's been playing the game for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any interesting merch from Overwatch? Ryan, given that it's your one of your favorite games,
2: uh, Tim's given me the Funko Pop for Diva, and then the Nendroid for Tracer. And outside of that, I don't really have any. I don't collect a bunch of merch from games. Um, Good boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just throw you
1: know money at loot boxes like an idiot. See, so see, I that was, was my say. next point. <laughs> yeah, so I've spent no money on loot boxes. Kate, have you broken down and spend money on loot boxes yet?
0: I don't buy money. I don't spend money on loot boxes yet.
1: I'm
2: going <laughs> yet. to. Yet. <laughs> oh, but you see, the anniversary event's coming out, and all of the skins from the past two years are going to be unlocked. I know. Get... I know. Spend I know. I actually boxes.
0: the only reason I don't. Open loot boxes is because Blizzard didn't save my credit card from the Hearthstone card packs I bought before. So,
1: and you're lucky. You're still pretty low level, so like you're gonna get boxes a whole bunch over this. Not period. as
0: fast as I want them, Adrian. there's be, something so satisfying. Great. It's gonna
1: be great. But open hey, the loot boxes, getting the skin. At least like your skin, your skins that you're gonna have are gonna have. My skins don't transfer over to PC, which I'm still super salty about. Blizzard. Yeah, it's come on, one man. One of the reason I'm not playing come on PC.
0: You were playing on PC.
2: I know, but I hate it. I don't have any (laughs) on my skins. Uh, Blizzard actually said they were thinking about trying to find a way to transfer over account data like that. What do you mean by
3: thinking? It's not hard.
0: Yeah, like, wouldn't you just sign in with your Battle.net and then bring it over?
2: You'd think. You'd think it'd be that simple. You would
1: think, especially since, like, your Battle.net transfers over and you get loot from, like, Hearthstone into your other games. Like, why can't you just... Apparently, it's much more difficult. (laughs)
3: Yeah, on the wallet. oh no, I
0: have to unlock some skins for you on this other end.
1: Yeah, basically.
3: Or they just want your money. Yeah, did that's, nobody learn that somebody when we played Netherwinter and we bought sixty dollars worth of loot boxes and you got nothing? They give you nothing. I didn't but, those, scale, but, but those, but those loot boxes.
1: boxes do stuff for the game. These loot boxes are literally just skins and emotes. Like they Which do makes nothing. It even for worse gameplay. that people buy them. I know. That's why I'll never, I'll never buy them. You stop judging
0: me right now, Matt. Nope.
1: I, I might I'm buy feeling one. Personally attacked right now. I know. I right? know. <laughs> I might buy one in honor of Ryan being on our episode f- for the anniversary edition. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Which I mean, actually and mentioned- honestly like y'all make your own money if you want to spend your money on loot boxes go for it I wish I had mm-hmm. disposable money to spend on loot boxes if I did I would spend so much money on loot boxes but then my wife would just smack me because I bought a tiger in Everwinder once and i never, never going to live it down nope
0: it was hilarious
2: yeah I I look at the fact that I've paid probably about $30 for this game uh, and put in 300 plus hours and so if I'm going to throw them a little bit of money for a loot box why not
3: I just want cool skins. So the skins. real question is, if you paid $30 for it then, and have 300 hours, why the hell can I not buy it for $30 right now?
1: Because it still has a player base on the rise, so there's no reason for them okay. to drop their price.
3: And this is why you'll never get your skins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how game prices work. Um, anyway, past the it, it, it
0: does have to do with player base and demand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like we had you remember that like really crappy game brink that came out? That stuff dropped when I worked at GameStop, it dropped to thirty four dollars like overnight.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, see Overwatch so hyped. I don't see Overwatch dropping anytime soon, especially since they just reported like forty million players, which is which is I think they're the beta had like nine million people on it or something like that. So they're out of the gate they had people ready to pay and ready to play. Um I will
0: say this. We should do we should plan to do an Overwatch night. Um the day this releases, so we can, so people can come watch us on our Twitch channel.
1: Yeah, Ryan, you can get on there in the PC, buddy.
2: Yeah,
1: I have it on PC. I'll play. He's playing yeah, more with me on nice. the
0: PC than you have, Adrian.
1: Yeah, Adrian. Hey, in my defense, I told you, you get this game two years ago, so yeah, I did. <laughs> so
3: <clears throat> I don't know if we're if you have it in the butt. Why though? So obviously, we can cut this out depending. on what You do. Are we going to talk about the loot boxes and how? because of this they might be banned in Europe because of gambling?
1: Um, I don't have it in here and I think it's like important but I also think like banning them in Overwatch is dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: Well we should talk about that. Because um, that's what they <laughs> cited in their thing. <laughs> I think it's
1: dumb that they do it in Overwatch 1 because like if people buy that they're just and they're, they're expecting like they're spending like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on stuff that's not going to improve your gameplay. I don't understand it the same thing for, like, CSGO. I don't understand why people pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for knife skins. Like, if they did this to, like, Neverwinter, where we were tempted to buy loot boxes and tempted to, like, go farm money for crates and keys because it improved our gameplay and we had the chance of getting, like, a super mount, then I guess I can understand. Mm-hmm. But for Overwatch, it doesn't make any sense to me personally. Yeah, we had a whole
2: episode about loot boxes on Game Boys. Um, and Overwatch, I think, is one of our examples of loot boxes done right because it isn't a pay-to-win system. It is purely cosmetic. And while it is kind of like gambling, gambling implies there's a chance you're going to lose where when you buy a loot box on Overwatch, you're always guaranteed something. It might not be you know, something that you've put at the highest value, but you're still getting something, and so it's not technically gambling. It is paying for items.
0: I mean, I feel like I lose every time I open one and I don't have a Diva skin yet, but that's
2: cool. on Xbox I'm getting three out of my four items are duplicates at this point.
1: So yeah. And it all goes to um, into to the coins. I don't like they nerf like how much coin you get, but I have like um the Xbox I have like two thousand Like five hundred or something like that coins, which is like two and a half legendary skins. Which, Mm -hmm. if there was a skin that came out that I really wanted, I could just get it. And I haven't spent a dollar on loot boxes because they do give you a whole bunch. Especially when you're leveling up, you get one every time you level up. You can go to the arcade, get three a week. Like there's so many ways to get loot boxes for free that I don't understand. Like why they banned it, with citing Overwatch specifically. Maybe because it's like the biggest game. That's like the biggest game that kind of has that. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But you should have went after like something like. Um, Star Wars Battlefront Two, which has definitely changed the way they've Just done their loot boxes, but like that's more of a, but that's more of like a you know a bad thing than Overwatch giving you a not giving you a Diva skin when you didn't pay for the loot box.
3: Yeah, no, I think Star Wars was the main one, but Overwatch was like in there. Do you have any problem.
0: feelings on it? Hmm? Do you have any feelings on it?
3: Oh no! If you want to be, if you want to buy this, I have no sympathy for you. I'm not. In control Whether it's with pay you. to win or. I mean, I personally do not like loot boxes and or even the DLC type things that they do that are super small like this, mm-hmm. And but as far as, like, at least Overwatch is, doesn't bother me because it is in-game currency that you can use to buy it and get them with the option to get them faster through uh, your own real-world currency.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, but then you see things like uh, Fortnite making a billion in a month off of their loot boxes, and it's like I get why companies are doing this. Oh, it's a I know. Huge why way it, yeah. to get cash revenue. Like,
0: well, I mean, you can also look at like uh, the PUBG stuff, like mm. stuff you get from there, and then you can sell the individual items for real money. Like, I think one of the guys we played with was like, "Yeah, I sold a skirt for two hundred dollars."
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's the the CS:GO kind of like uh, model of go like just go Google how much people buy like these knife skins for, and it just blows my mind. Um, again, I just wish I had that kind of money to blow money on a two hundred dollar skirt in PUBG. That's not going to make me get knocked down faster.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I get why they do it, and I know it makes a ton of money, and I know it's never going away, and it's probably only going to get worse. Just the same way downloadable content has done the same thing. It started off with horse armor, and now we're here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, you know you if it's going
2: to get. Game. I don't know if it's going to get much worse. I think uh, Battlefront was a big red flag and. The community really rebelled against that, pun intended. Yeah,
3: the only problem I have with that is because not that it's not, them, people just don't like EA in general. That's, yeah, that's true. true. And so, if there's ever a time that people are going to rebel, like people that didn't even play Battlefront are going to rebel, just because one, people still don't like the e, don't like EA, and they don't like that they bought the licensing to a lot of the Star Wars games in general.
0: Yeah. What's two? Because you said one.
3: Oh, I guess the two part would be the fact <laughs> that they have the only license to all the Star Wars games that nobody else can make anything with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I guess you just have to look like all the other things because, like, if you have a company that has as much like public support, like Blizzard, and they did something about this, how quick would that turnaround be?
1: Yeah, super quick. And that's that's one of my but why those of like how fast Blizzard turns stuff around when there's kind of outcry from from the fan base. Um so let's get into that. So we can start talking about some, some of the Overwatch stuff. I guess like real quick before we go into it, like the last thing that I had for kind of the production is that it got its own eSport league pretty quickly. Uh, currently, there's 12 teams in it from primarily the U.S. There's uh, I think like two teams in England and then one in South Korea and then one in China. Um, so they're just kind of getting their league under its belt. I think,
3: if anything, you could probably make that as an argument that it's probably at least the way it's portrayed in the U.S. It's the first, like, actual, like, esports, like, league, league, and not, like, yeah. just, like, tournaments and within their own realm where they use, like, gaming companies where it's actually cities involved.
0: Yeah, because like, we had, like, the Houston Outlaws. Like, they're at all mm-hmm. the, the South
3: Texas stuff. That yeah, that's different to. than, like, Luminosity Gaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here.
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I didn't, I think, about, I didn't think about it like that. I know that, like... Um, it's not. It's not, It's just not as big as big yet. I hope it gets bigger. It's also super oh. hard to watch.
0: <laughs> it's owl, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah, know. No, have, you ever, a- have you watched any of the uh, the owl, Ryan?
2: I have watched like a match. Um, my co-host Tim absolutely loves it, and he will put it on in the background uh, while he's at work, and so he watches all of it. I just, I love that each team got like their own set of skins and then you can buy skins to support those teams and you earn those credits just by like watching the overwatch league. So it's this really good like economy of, Hey, watch and support your teams. And then you can start dressing like them. I think it's cool.
0: Um, I was going to say too, um, I will say this. It's weird. Cause I haven't, I haven't watched any of the overwatch league. Um, I do like watching esports, but I hate watching people stream overwatch. Really? Yeah. Yes. I don't like it.
2: As Even someone though, who I streams like Overwatch, <laughs> what do you Overwatch after the podcast today?
0: I know, and it's weird. Like, I don't get it. Like, I told Matt the other day, like, one of the streamers you we were watching was playing Overwatch because he plays Overwatch a lot. I was like, I, I don't like watching him when he plays. He's like, what? I was like,
3: I, I just don't. I don't either. I usually do not like, I do not watch, Ugh. I do not like watching Overwatch being streamed. I know there's quite a few streamers I've heard on their own stream saying they love Overwatch and they'll just play it off stream now because apparently a lot of people. Fall into that boat Hmm. where the streams will lose quite a bit of people because they just get bored watching. Apparently, they love watching the league, but they won't like watching just the average person play.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm of the opinion I don't like watching any stream of a game that I'm like super into because at that point, I'm just like, I would have done that differently. And then I'm like, that's not what the point of this is.
0: So, you don't like watching any stream that I ever have?
1: (laughs) I I plead the fifth. (laughs) All right. Before uh, Kate reaches to the screen to find Ryan, um, (laughs) we'll move into some of the but why those. So um, as we go through this first but why though about the storytelling um, with basically without a campaign mode, uh, I'm going to go through some of the world building and then some of the Easter eggs. So bear with me as I go through some of this world building. It's kind of hard to condense. Like you can go on YouTube and find a whole bunch of videos. on.
0: I watched two hours of videos. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to try to condense it in like... 10 minutes or so and if i leave anything out it's not because i didn't i didn't i didn't like want to put it in there it's probably just because i didn't think it was relevant to like the whole world building story um for some of the character stuff i have a whole thing that we're going to talk about for like the diverse characters and kind of some of their backstories so um this world building doesn't really have any of the character name things like that so for the world building overwatch tells its stories mainly through animated shorts um, in-game events that have their own cutscenes, intro videos for new characters that kind of weave in their story with with the story of other characters um, a digital comic that they have and basically other materials that they feel like are needed to kind of release throughout the time to kind of get the story across so the quick version of the overwatch story up until this point more or less at the time of this recording is as follows so the game, is set um, as you're playing the game so as you're jumping in and playing right away it's at about 60 years in the future um, on our earth but the history kind of starts more or less about 30 years in the future with the event called the omnic crisis and essentially what happens is we're in the golden age of technology and we create these things called um, Omnics, which are basically ai that help us bring this kind of prosperity um, and equality and all this stuff and they're so advanced that they basically get their own rights. So kind of like iRobot a little bit with like the with Sunny kind of becoming self-aware and things like that. Um, the Omnic Corporation created factories all around the world that are run by AI. Um, so they're basically everywhere. These Omnics are getting pumped out. But the corporation gets caught with fraud and all this other stuff. So they're basically shut down. And then sometime after, for some unknown reason that we don't really know and we're kind of speculating about now... The factories boot up and they decide, the AI decides that they want to start killing humans. So basically, think of it as like Elon Musk super factories come alive and then they go all Skynet. Um, and they start creating new battle robots instead of like the regular robots that they had. And they start hacking the military giant robots that they have at this time because apparently in the future, Russia has giant robots and the military has giant robots. So they all get hacked and we go into this big omni crisis. Um, with these factories all over the world, basically everywhere gets hit by this. So different parts of the world decide to combat the omics in their own ways. So um, Russia builds basically Jaegers from Pacific Rim to fight. And they do pretty well. They probably do the best at of all of us um, in combating it by themselves. The U.S. makes a super soldier program, kind of like a Captain America kind of thing, to have like the best soldiers possible. Germany makes a team called the Crusaders, who have like this dope armor that has like shields, and they carry around these big ass hammers, and they're and they're German and they're dope. Um, Reinhardt, my one of my favorite characters, is one of them. They're dope.
0: And Korea has the Meccas.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so your baby Jaegers. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so years. since they're doing all these things to combat. The Omnic Crisis, but basically none of it works. So the UN and the world leaders create Overwatch, which is essentially the Avengers, and they go. See, I'm trying to use Matt's never play the game, so I'm trying to like give people like Matt who's never play the games. Wait, wait, wait. A reference wait, wait. I point. just
0: realized I want this, but Avengers, like actual <laughs> like team play Avengers style.
1: Yeah, you get some <gasps> of that. Some of the events kind of gives so that to you.
0: Cool. Like having a team. Okay, I will Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, somebody make that game, please. Keep going.
1: <laughs> um, so, cool. so basically, they work together. They kind of do like these covert ops, and they shut down all the factories, and the war ends, or the Omni Crisis ends. And uh, essentially, after the war, there's a bunch of fallouts, so some pe- some places get off better than others. So places like India are able to kind of rebuild and kind of build, the, not like a utopia, but like they're able to build up and do really well. Um, but places like Australia, who have like a huge omnic population, the Australian government places the omnics into like this outer part of Australia and it displaces a bunch of people, which leads to a rebellion. And during that midst of that rebellion there's an explosion and it leaves a lot of the area um kind of like fallout four ish a little bit. And that's how we get, you know, uh, Roadhog and Junkrat from That's
0: that. actually really cool or i mean, not really cool, but like parallels <laughs> It's not cool because, like, you know, you're like shoving people into, yeah, like, I get, yeah. or I guess, like, AI or whatever. But, like, that's just like Australia is like known for having treated their indigenous Aboriginal population really badly, including displacement of them. So, you're that's right. some. Sorry, that's are you really talking
2: cool. about Australia or America here?
0: Uh, both. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, okay.
1: Both. Um, and then Brazil gets pretty wrecked, like, through the bombings during the Omnic crisis, and they're struggling to recover. Mexico's power grid is basically gone, which leads to a lot of, like, gang activity, and basically this whole country kind of literally being in darkness for a lot of the time, which leads to, um, a lot of, like, gang syndicates and things like that. Um, but... With the help of Overwatch and kind of other world leaders, they're able to like lead the world into this new age of like recovery. New members join the team. There's new tech, new technologies. Uh, It's like a refocus back on technology. So we're back on the moon, you know, doing experiments on apes and stuff uh, and all that cool stuff. So, but also like during this time period, it also gives rise to like lots of corporations and agencies that aren't like super legit and they start wanting to have Overwatch like not be a thing anymore so they kind of try to take it out from within so basically what happens is like rumors get started about Overwatch Black Ops group called Black Watch that they're corrupt and they're doing gun running and things like that and the bad part is like more or less like some of it's true and because of this the public like loses it and doesn't trust the Overwatch anymore so during like kind of like all this infighting there's a fight between two Overwatch members Soldier 76 and what we know now as Reaper. Um, They're fighting. It leads to an explosion at the Swiss HQ, and the UN is basically like, nah, no more Overwatch. We're done. Um, And they sign an act, which basically makes Overwatch activity illegal. Uh, After Overwatch is basically deemed not cool, and no one can do it no more, tensions between the Omnix and humans grow again. Um... Some just because, like, there's, like, some xenophobia and stuff, like, reminiscent and they don't want to, you know, trust the omics anymore. Uh, other stuff of it is kind of, like, done by these corporations kind of instilling and kind of pushing that agenda. Uh, there's, there's shady corporations going on, double dealings and things like that. And because there's no overwatch to stop it, it keeps on going and building and building and building. Um, so... Basically, you start the game like that first kind of uh, um, intro video with Winston sitting there at his table is kind of the start of one of his shorts where he's kind of like saying, like, hey, the world's crazy. We need to get the Overwatch people back because like this ain't cool anymore. So he summons the Overwatch people, um, and there's a group called Talon who's trying to kill their remaining members of the Overwatch. And basically, Overwatch is, or Winston just says screw it, and other members of the Overwatch say screw it, and they all come back. Uh, to kind of bring balance back to the world, and that's kind of where we are in the game right now. How was that? Yeah, that mind?
2: was great, and we bring balance
1: by moving the payload. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> don't play snipers on attack.
0: Isn't? Um, I heard somewhere. I don't remember who said it. Uh, but I heard somewhere that essentially, like the re like the way we play and like the reason for not having a campaign is that we're essentially in a simulation of like fighting, like like the the general campaign. Like, it's a simulator for, like, Overwatch people or whoever to use to fight. And that's why, like, you can put, like, your talent members onto yeah. I mean, your team with your Overwatch members. That would
2: make sense. I don't remember reading that, but, you know, that was a long time ago, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, it makes sense.
0: I heard it from a guy. Who I, I Oh, yeah, I think it was uh, one of the dudes. that's like, a walking encyclopedia. I'm like I asked
1: because I was confused. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Because, mm. honestly... Reaper and Soldier should never be on the same team again. Yeah, like, a lot of these
1: people shouldn't be on the same team again. Like, Tracer should not be on the same team as Widowmaker for sure. Like Or
0: Doomfist.
1: Yeah, Doomfist should be on anyone's team other than Talon people. That guy's a dick. Uh, but, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They, have, they, haven't, they haven't told us. We, we kind of just keep playing and wait for... Uh, New events to come out, or new comics, or new shorts to come out to keep learning more and more about the world. So like if you go back and like look at, if you look at a video that kind of covers all this stuff from 2016 or like early 2017, a lot of this stuff is not necessarily wrong, but like the stuff has been added and changed. So I don't know if like Blizzard has like this grand, like master grand plan of like what they're doing with like the story. Or if they're just like kind of messing with it and just going along with it as they go. But either way, I'm involved in it. I'm intrigued in it. I love when the shorts come out because they are phenomenal. I like when new characters come out because they kind of add more to the backstory. So I'm all about the way that they do the storytelling. And I can't think of anything that kind of uh, gives you that kind of experience in a video game. And where I'm not like, oh, I wish there was a campaign. Because I'm fine with there not being a campaign because I'm just waiting for the next event to come out to kind of keep me involved and intrigued throughout you know, the time.
2: I mean, those shorts are absolutely they incredible. Are. We all want uh like actual animated series at this point yeah. because Blizzard is knocking it out of the and park. And they with prove these. that they
0: can do it in any style. Like all of these like run like from um what is it? Motion Comics with um that uh the Junkrat spotlight. Where um, he's on the news—that's mm-hmm. a motion comic style. You have like the regular three D rendering. You have art that like literally looks like the game art. You have like it—it's it, just—it's really cool. Um, like they—they—they they, they can do it in any way. Just do it, please.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, I don't know if you've experienced this. Oh, yeah, you've only been playing for a month. But, like, they, sometimes they'll do events, like the King's Row event, where which is, like, a huge, huge battle that happens after the Omni Crisis, which is kind of, like, an uprising of something that, like, basically, like, a precursor to, like, a second Omni Crisis. And you basically go in there and you play as, like, the Overwatch members who got sent to that fight. So you get to see, like, why the, over, like, why the King's Row looks the way it does. So you get stuff like that all the time. That's which cool. Which is pretty mm-hmm. fun. Um... So they also tell the story through Easter eggs. Um, so if you go through and you just, I mean, it's really hard to kind of do this because your team will yell at you if you just kind of like go around and like look at walls and stuff. But if you go like look around and look at the walls, or if you're, you're in like the pregame on an escort mission, you can go look and see all of the different kind of story elements that are, that happen inside of the shorts. Um, so like if you're in, uh, I can't remember the. The name of the map, off the top of my head, but like where um, Genji is from, like you get where the Genji and Hanzo short is, you can see like there's arrows and like there's throwing stars mm-hmm. in the map from basically that fight that happens um, and things along that um, along the, uh along those lines. You can go go find like Genji's room where he hangs out and stuff, and we can see like a picture of him and uh, Hanzo together. So like just little things like that kind of give you more and more depth into the game just by just being in the map. One of my favorite things is the in-game voice interactions between characters that you kind of get either, like, would you kill an opposing character or, like, in the pregame, I don't know if you've heard these kind of uh, interactions, Kate, of, like, Soldier 76 and Reaper basically, like, talking trash to each other, like, you know, who, when are you going to die kind of stuff, like, and things yeah. like that. Which not only kind of gives you insight into kind of, like, Soldier 76 and Reaper fighting you know, in that one one event, but it also gives you things of like, oh, these characters might have been like romantically evolved before like the world basically Mm -hmm. was annihilated.
2: One of my favorite instances of this is if you have Reaper and McCree on the same team, uh, attacking on Route 66, Reaper's gonna talk about how he recruited McCree into Black Watch. And so it's like you get these little tidbits of these characters' histories before the game that you wouldn't normally get otherwise unless you looked for it outside of the game and it's one of these cool instances of them
1: just tying the world all together. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard any of those Kate that you like or? Yeah, still? no,
0: I mean I've heard the Reaper and the Soldier 76. I think I've heard one between Sombra and Reaper. And then I've heard one between Tracer and Widow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, those stills so. are definitely all all sound like ones that would have interactions for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um So, and of course, Blizzard being Blizzard, they're going to put lots of references kind of pop-culturally and just, like, references of their own game, because we are, you know, in our world, so you can see in one of the maps, there's, like, an arcade in there, and you can go and, like, look at, like, there's um, a Hearthstone arcade machine, there's, like, references to Diablo, they put in Blizzard World in one of their maps now, Uh, so they're pretty big on, like, referencing their own games, but there's also lots of pop-culture references in the voice lines and, like, the map details, uh, yeah. from, like, posters and things like that. So they do a really great job of that.
2: I mean, even the character skins at this yeah. point are referencing some cult- culture. Like you the, have a favorite uh, one? Uh,
0: the Sentai? The, the Genji yep. Sentai?
2: <laughs> that one uh, jumps out yeah. at me. It's uh, being like, oh, this is clearly referencing, you know, Voltron and Power Rangers. Yeah. And
0: Sentai. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's
2: a great um,
0: I, I will say, too, like, the one, um, or, like, what I really like, I think it was... I think it's the moon map with Winston's, And you're at the computer and you can see her sewn on the computers. Yeah, and, like and you, can, you can you awesome. can see his
1: peanut butter jars that he was yeah. eating in the short. Ah, oh, stuff like that. I love I love it, love it, love it. Um, so talking about Winston, we'll move into some of the, the character designs and kind of like why they're important. I think, uh, so as we said, so Overwatch now at this time of this recording has 27 characters. Uh, like I said, originally, you know, announced with 12 launched with 21 now we're at 27 so they've have uh, as you would imagine they have like lots of room for different kinds of characters i think blizzard's done a great job of including you know race gender sexual orientation interrelation interracial relationships and body type into their game i think it's one of the best i can't really think of any game off the top of my head that kind of has like this diverse cast of characters um i think league of legends might come close but i don't think league of legends has close to like the not only body type representation but like basically everything else like they have great stuff but i think overwatch kind of overtakes them in that regard
3: yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say i was like it's like if if you listen to the show like we always talk like we'll, we'll talk about representation when it comes up and like representation is something that's like really like specifically like as like being a woman in games like it sucks sometimes um but in overwatch there's literally somebody for everybody and like specifically the body type stuff adrian that was amazing, like, actually seeing that. Zarya is buff, and she is awesome. And, like, you don't really... She's like perfect. You don't get to see those types of female characters in games. Yeah, how many maids have you
1: seen at at conventions that yeah. knock it out of the park that are, like, perfect exactly. maids that might not have that kind of body type to, like, look at for in other games? I think it's great. We saw this warthog, or uh, this roadhog, who was perfect this big, like, six-foot-five big dude at, at PAX East. Perfect, perfect, perfect.
0: Yeah, like, it just, like, there's so much for, like, cosplaying stuff. And and obviously, like, saying that, like, it's it, with the caveat, like, you don't have to cosplay something that is just your body type or your race or your gender, obviously. Um, but it's good to have that option because those characters' clothes are going to be closer made for your body. Um, yeah. And it like it'll help you feel like more comfortable and stuff. Um, but like just I, I was just amazed by the sheer, not just the diversity, but the research that went in to making these culturally accurate for the characters. Like actually doing the work to put the right types of backgrounds, the right types of dialects. Yeah. Because um, like I have feelings about Farah and Anna which are like really cool because of their shorts. So when we get to them. I'll, I'll drop that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, that's one of the nice things about Overwatch where Lawbreakers, which just, you know, didn't find an audience either, uh, it had a bunch of diversity, but they didn't put a bunch of thought into it. And so you had maps with a bunch of, you know, Japanese lettering that didn't actually say anything because they didn't put in the research. And so what you got was more of a, you're trying to, like, represent my culture, but you're actually just insulting it.
3: You got checkboxes? Time
2: out. Did you actually
3: say Lawbreakers? People played that?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I played that at uh, E3 last yeah. year.
0: It was around for like a month.
3: It didn't make a yeah. month. It, yeah, it, was. it made about a week and a half. I
0: mean,
2: it was only $30, <laughs> and it still could not find the and audience. And
0: I also think, too, there was that other one. What was that other one that we saw at TwitchCon? Hmm. That other game that we saw oh, at TwitchCon? Um,
3: Breakaway at that also. Breakaway, yeah. That was a diverse cast
0: as well. But they were literally like characters from other one, some of the characters look like the ones from Overwatch. Two, one of them looked exactly like Django in his suit from Django and Chain. <laughs> so, like, I think that there's a, like listening and learning goes a long way in doing representation well. Like, obviously not every game has to do that, but if you're not gonna put in a campaign, like this is a really cool way to, like, ground your characters in something and, like, make sure that they're they're well done.
1: I totally agree. Um, and they all, like we've mentioned kind of throughout up to this point, that each of these characters have their own stories and their own relationships and their stories and their relationship with other characters kind of reflects their gameplay, making each character feel unique in the way you play them. And no character kind of feels like another, regardless of like if one of them are brother, like if two of them are brothers or if one's like a mother and a daughter, they're still completely different and have their own type of feel. So we have 27 to go through. And I just wanted to name them and kind of talk about kind of like why they're diverse and things like that. Um, if one jumps out to you that you really, really like and you want to talk about like, your backstory, feel free to jump in. Um, so for and we'll break it down by their specific roles. So for offensive characters, you have Doomfist, who is he's one of the newer characters. He's this Nigerian guy, uh, used to be um, MM, MMA fighter or boxer. I don't remember which one it is, but he has this huge mechanical mach, mechanical arm, and he's kind of a jerk. Aligns himself with Talon, that organization that's like out to kill all the Overwatch members. Yeah, I believe he's now the leader. Of yeah, Talon. He, well, he's he's he's, he's one of the heads man. for sure.
0: And then um, it's also, so Doomfist isn't actually his name. It's yeah. the name of his arm.
1: Yeah, he's
2: like, and so, like yeah, we don't it's, have it's his, the gauntlet, yeah. and everyone gets that gauntlet, inherits the name. Look, okay. So I think he's like the third or fourth Yeah, he's the third Doomfist.
1: Note here, all okay. these people know. have like different names, and I can't pronounce them. So I'm just going to go <laughs> with their Overwatch names, unless y'all want to pronounce their names, and then go for it. Because I can't pronounce half of their names them without feeling terrible so i'm just gonna go with the uh the overwatch names that they give you because a lot of them do have really cool names um so then we have genji who is we've mentioned just recently he's a japanese cyborg ninja which just by by definition sounds amazing um yeah, it's <laughs> awesome he's hanzo's brother and he's a former agent of black watch the uh, black ops organization of overwatch and by kind of like voice lines it's implied that he might have a relationship with mercy he did mercy is the one who saved him once he got in his fight with hanzo so he ha- they have like this like chocolate line like where they like offer each other chocolates and it's kind of cute you have
0: um, i was gonna say on genji um the really cool thing that i liked about genji was that um his move is essentially heat he, he he ha- that, like, that block move has killed me more times than I think his actual, like, anything else has killed me.
1: That doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me at all, Kate. He essentially it, it makes really you doesn't. kill yourself. It's a deflect. No. <laughs> You're supposed to stop shooting. No!
0: I Kate diva. plays diva. I'm she unlimited, has unlimited I'm ammo. i have unlimited ammo. I never yeah. stop shooting. This
1: is true. <laughs> so, then you have McCree, who is a white American gunslinger from Santa Fe, He is a former gang member, and he got recruited into Blackwatch. They basically said, either you join Blackwatch or we're going to put you in jail. Uh, And he's voiced by Matthew Mercer. If you remember from our D&D episode, he is the DM and uh, kind of creator of that world for um, Critical Critical Role. role. So as you can imagine, his voice lines are great. Then you have Farah, who is one of the characters I played with the most when it first came out, because she's a egyptian security officer when they first came out with her just like the quick note uh they had people gave her them a lot of slack for her native american skin that they have but they the developers said that she initially was going to be native american and egyptian to kind of explain that just in case anyone was like well that native american skin is bad but i really like it. it looks really cool um She's basically. Is they curiosity. also
0: don't have her in a giant feather headdress either. Like, they just yeah, use iconography, which they do with other cultures yeah. from the other stuff. You also
2: don't know who her father <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. So, she's, I mean, she
1: still could be. We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, she's, yeah. she has a jetpack and some armor and a rocket for an arm kind of thing. She's kind of like Samus a little bit. If Samus could, like, fly around and shoot stuff. Um, and she is the daughter of Anna, who we'll get to later.
0: Yeah, so I do want to say something here because. Did you raise your hand? I did, because I didn't want to talk over Adrian. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to get better at this. Hey, that no, um, was great. So, like, her real name is Fadiha, um, and that's a common Arab name. And on top of that, uh, in the short between, it's Anna talking to her daughter and explaining kind of like Anna's life and how she doesn't want uh, Fadiha to go through this. Um, but obviously, she becomes Pharaoh, which is her code name. Um, but they show. Arabic being written because she's writing in a letter, and I watched that shit closely, and it was accurate. So I was like, that was like the first moment I was like, damn, this is really
1: cool. Good job, Blizzard. Good job. Yeah. Then you have Reaper, who's probably like one another one of my favorite characters. He's a Hispanic mercenary from L.A., and he was in the Super Soldier program. He's a founding member of Overwatch. He was in black. He was head. He was chosen to head the Black Watch, uh, Black Ops group. But now he's with Talon, um, and they might have like a possible relationship with Widowmaker based on voice uh, interactions. But we're not super sure. So Um, is
0: he uh, is he just like generic Latino, or does is he like Chicano or anything? Like, do they go into that?
1: um, I'm not sure. He's brown, and they say he's from LA. I would assume and his Chicano. His last name is Reyes, so I would I'm assume not really sure.
0: from yeah. L.A. Apologies to anybody who is a Mexican American in L.A.
1: Um, let's see who do we have next. Okay, then we have Soldier 76, who is a white American soldier. Uh, he's also a super soldier from the Super Soldier Program that we mentioned earlier, and he's a founding member of Overwatch, and basically the leader of Overwatch after the Omni Crisis.
0: And he's an old dude. That's the other thing. We didn't mention that. They have differing, like, ages of all these
1: people, too. Yeah, they do.
2: They do. Yeah, when he first founded Overwatch, like, you have one of his skins as Captain Morrison, and, you know, he's in his prime, but by the time you get to the game, he is
1: significantly older. He's
0: old, and his short in Mexico is really cool.
1: (laughs) It really, really is. Uh, Then you have Sombra, who's a Mexican hacker who Kate talked about at the beginning of our episode. Uh, she's one of the former, like we talked about. There's lots of gang activity. She was one of, like the, used, she was one of like the hackers for that gang organization. But now she's kind of sorted with Talon. Her short kind of like makes you seem that she's kind of like just in it for herself and really don't know like what she's about really or like what she wants to do too much. So I'm trying to see where they go with her, but she's really dope and hack stuff and she's super annoying to play against. <laughs> and her skins are really dope. I really like her skins. Yeah.
0: Also, just to explain her hack. You're playing a game, and then you can't use any of your abilities.
2: Yeah. An ability-based game where you can't use any of your abilities. Yep. And then...
3: Oh. You have... It's called a silence. I love playing huh? her, though. <laughs> That's called a silence. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. 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 Right. It's a silence. <laughs> but the it <heck>
1: sounds cooler. <laughs>
3: I
0: think
1: Ryan's uh,
3: face is frozen. Cause I can't tell whether he's like looking at me like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah. or no. <laughs> internet <laughs> is really bad
0: and I don't know why cuz both of them are okay, like, there we go. really glitchy.
1: So then you have Tracer who's probably like um, I want to say probably like the poster tile Overwatch. She's like the fir- I mean she's on the yeah, covers. She's like the first one designed. It's the one that you probably see cosplayed probably the most, I would say. Uh, she's a British pilot who was Long story short, she uh, experiment, a test flight went wrong, and then basically like she kind of like flows in between time and stuff, and then Winston creates her uh, chrono accelerator that kind of makes lets her jump in between time and kind of go backwards and forwards. Uh, she's a member of Overwatch, and she is confirmed gay by the comics and kind of some voice lines and stuff like that. So she is our, um, I think, well, as far as we know, our only gay character in Overwatch currently. So we'll move on to the defense characters. We have Bastion, who is a former um, combat robot from the Omnic crisis. He basically like went out of commission, but now he's a good guy. Um, and his short is like out of control. It's so sad and, and sad.
0: happy, and he he needs like his his droid noises. Yeah,
1: doesn't make so me hate good. this character <laughs> any less. They're yeah, so good come on, noise. man. How many times is he, how many times does he going to get nerfed for you to like him? Come on.
0: He just wants to love things. Uh, a few more times. <laughs> he just wants to love things and be a home for birds.
2: <laughs> uh, one of the things I love about Overwatch is they've been constantly balancing yeah. this, so when the game was originally demoed, uh, Bastion, when he was in his like turret mode, had a, basically a Reinhardt shield in what? front of him. Yeah. He was a monster before, and they have been slowly nerfing him down to being like... A slight like, monster? Alright,
1: now he's in a good spot. Oh, yeah. Just get, like, just jump on an escort mission, hop on the thing, and have a... Orisa uh, put
0: the seal down in front of you.
1: Yeah, but before Orisa, like, just have a Reinhardt just sit in front of you, and it was just not even fair. Just not even fair. Yeah. Uh, So... That, you had a Torbjorn on top of uh, it? Oh, it was messed up. So then move on to Hanzo, who is a Japanese archer, who is Genji's brother, and his affiliation was to his family's Japanese crime syndicate. Um, From, like, the voice interactions that we get, we get the we get the sense that people like Doomfist try to recruit Hanzo, or we definitely did try to recruit Hanzo into Talon, but he was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to find my own path, is basically essentially what he says to Doomfist into one of his lines. Uh, their short is also really great.
0: It's so good. It's so, so good, because he, like, I I didn't know anything about, I didn't, I, mean, I didn't know anything about any of these characters, but I, I didn't care about them, and then I watched that short, and you get to see, like, the depth between, like, their like their bond, but also the fact that like Hanzo puts his family above everything else and thought he killed his brother to protect his family. And it's just like, damn, this is deep. Give me a damn show
1: (laughs) (laughs) then you have Junkrat, the crazy Australian scavenger who shoots bombs and stuff. He's nuts. He's a former member of kind of like the rebellion in Australia when everybody got displaced and he had like his crime spree with Roadhog. Who we'll mention a little bit later on. Um, you have Mei, who is a Chinese scientist and a member of Overwatch. Her story is kind of sad because she kind of kind of like, got cryofrozen for like ten years, and then woke up and all of her friends were dead, and then had to like <laughs> trek her way out of a blizzard, basically. And she did it, and she's dope, and she has like a little Eva basically from Wally as her Snowball. homie. Snowball. Yeah, Snowball is awesome.
0: I got I got really sad in that short when Snowball like pretty much gave his life to make her to make sure that she was able to make her a little frozen gun. I was like, no.
1: Basically, please. bring tissues to these yeah, shorts. Yeah, that, that was right in the feels. You have uh, Torbjorn, who is a Swedish engineer and a founding member of Overwatch. Uh, he makes lots of stuff, and he has kind of like. If you like if I can attribute him to anything he's kind of like a dwarf in like Lord of the Rings or something. He has like this that big beard and he has, you know, the lines of kind of like we're going to go have some fun today beating stuff up and I like it. He's also one of my favorite characters to play. So, too.
0: is Reinhardt Swedish or German? He's German. Okay.
1: Yeah. Torbjorn is is Swedish. Swedish. Uh, Widowmaker, who's a French sniper and a member of Talon, her story's pretty jacked up too. Basically, like Talon, basically like mine messed her up, and like she killed her husband in her sleep, and it's really messed up, but still pretty.
2: My favorite detail about this is that Widowmaker is a sniper, and so Talon wanted her to be better at it. And so they pretty much injected her with something that slows her heartbeat to the point where it beats, like, once a minute or something so that she can aim better. And that's why her skin is the color that it is, is because her blood's just not flowing
1: that fast. That's
0: cool.
1: Yeah, and that's why in that short with Tracer she's talking about, she really has, like, no feelings or anything, because, like, they basically got all that stuff out of her through all of those experiments and stuff. No, they Uh, think
0: that she has no feelings.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. then you have D.Va, who is a South Korean mecha pilot and a member of Watch, and a former pro StarCraft player, which I think is a great um, thing that they just kind of threw in there. Then you have Orisa, who, like Bastion, was a basically repurposed Amunic, and she, her kind of story is basically like this. One of these Nigerian girls who saw Doomfist do all this damage, went back and kind of repurposed her and kind of made her be good and do all this great stuff. Um, and she, that's another great story too it's so cute yeah super cute then you have Reinhardt who is a German soldier a former crusader and then by association a former founding member of Overwatch because kind of like his mentor kind of went out on his shield and said hey take my place please Um, and his relationship he might have a relationship with Anna one of the characters we'll talk about later but he's the godfather of Brigitte and gave Brigitte her name so that's why, like, their relationship is kind of why people think that, you know, interchangeably.
0: So I think her name is Brigitte. Or, like, that's how you pronounce it.
3: But like, it's like Bridget.
0: Yeah, I was like, I think half the people it we does. play with say Bridget. but like I, I think say Brigitte because short... I
1: know it's not Bridget, so I'm just going to go if that's close enough. Because I yeah. don't know what the exact pronunciation. Is. Yeah, but I'm I just pretty know sure it's like, Swedish. Um And then you have Roadhog, who I mentioned before, is another Australian and he essentially shows this Junkrat's bodyguard and then like his kind of like right hand man and all the crime sprees that they go on you have Winston who's a genetically modified like super smart gorilla uh, he's another member of Overwatch and is super close with Tracer because as I mentioned before he makes her Chrono Accelerator uh, his story is also pretty sad like he was on the moon in this station and then like the gorillas rebelled and killed all of his like scientist friends and he was kind of like left to kind of Make a spaceship himself and go back to Earth. You have uh, Zyra, the Russian. Not
0: his, not his scientist friends, his scientist
3: dad.
1: Yeah, his scientist dad, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah, dead he now. Did. They got sucked out of an airlock. Um, yeah, Zyra, who's the Russian powerlifter and soldier, and she was on the front lines during the Omnic crisis in Siberia. She's pretty boss. And she's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the support characters not necessarily healers but kind of healers I don't know Brigitte makes this like a really weird kind of category cuz she's stupid Yeah this
0: She's stupid she's damn she's a tank she's a healer she's invulnerable from pretty much the front
1: Yeah
2: you have Ana, who's... When Overwatch launched, there was, like, only four support healers, and now there are seven. And so, like, that category has just expanded, and there's a lot more options now. And
1: honestly, I like them all. Yeah. I like them all except for Ana. I can't play Ana. I'm not very good at her. Um, so you have Ana, who's the Egyptian sniper, Mom to Pharah, and maybe Reinhardt's kind of, um, you know, it might be they might have been getting it on during the Overwatch days. Uh, She's a founding member of Overwatch. She actually, like, for her story, she kind of, during one of her missions, she uh, basically gets her eye. Why she doesn't have one of her eyes is because her and Widowmaker were, like, shooting each other. And she froze, and Widowmaker shot her basically, like, in her eyeball. And she pretended that she was dead for so long. So when she got reintroduced, all of, like, her voice lines with her are like, we thought you were dead. I thought you were dead kind of stuff. Then you have Brigitte, Bridget, whatever you want to call it. Like uh, how
3: they're spelled two different ways in the notes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, it didn't eight, <laughs> hey, it didn't correct me, so I just left it. Yeah, she's a Swedish engineer, daughter of Torbjorn, and goddaughter to Reinhardt. So as you would imagine, she has the basically like some of the tech from Torbjorn and then like the armor stuff of Reinhardt making her super annoying and ridiculous to play against.
2: And
0: uh, she's buff.
2: And it's yeah. so cool, and her shirt and the s- short is the best yeah. thing ever, which is uh I exercise because I love to yes. eat.
1: <laughs> then you have Lucio, who is a Brazilian freedom fighter, basically during um Brazil was doing like some sketchy stuff during the omni crisis or and after the omni crisis, so he led a rebellion to kind of uh fight against that, and basically after the rebellion, he got so popular that his like album went platinum and all this stuff so like some of like the voice lines with him are like oh can i have your autograph lucio and things like that
0: uh i do want to point here just on like representation front like it's really cool that you don't have just one representation of what it means to be latinx like he's afro-latino and so that that's really really cool um because that's something that gets left out a lot
1: then you have mercy she's a swiss field medic member of overwatch uh, saved Genji and Reaper and might be getting it on with Genji. We're not sure. Uh, the chocolate line makes me think so, for sure. Because I don't it talk about like that. it's so me. bad. Th- Listen to the chocolate line. It, it's definitely there. You have Moira. She also might be immortal.
2: Yeah. Like she hasn't aged in over 30 yeah.
1: years. Yeah, she's dope. You have Moira, who's a Irish geneticist and one of the head members of Talon. She does some really sketchy stuff. But she's also like one of my favorite players to play with now from like this new line of characters. She's super cool. She heals and she does damage. It's ridiculous.
0: I think you would like her her story because she actually talks about like the limits that people put on science and how that led her to experiment on herself because she wanted to progress and overwatch kept her from doing that. And then essentially she ends up being kicked out of overwatch because she wants to start doing trials of her of her tech and her science and they won't let her.
3: Have you not watched any show with an evil scientist where they always experiment on themselves? Yeah. That's
1: why. But she's I not know. evil. She's <laughs> not evil. Maybe she's evil. I don't know. She's, none evil. she's a member of, them, of Talon. None she's of them ever evil. start out as evil. I think she was evil from the bat, though. She wanted to do like those, those experiments off the bat. Uh, so from there, we go on to Sumetra, who is an Indian architect. Um, she's not a member of Overwatch or Talon, but she led uh, She led one of the fish fish car corporations mm-hmm. in India, The one of the what, kind of like... Led the kind of building, not like a utopia, but basically helping everyone who was displaced after the Omni Crisis kind of get back on their feet. But then she ends up doing like some sketchy stuff, like where she kind of gets caught doing some um, extortion and things like that. So she's not necessarily good or necessarily bad. She's kind of like in that gray area. Um,
0: I've heard that she's also autistic.
1: That I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. see anything like that when I was reading. But I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't think. Maybe. Yeah, it might be might be from one of the comments. Do you know anything about that, Ryan, or no? Uh, no, I don't. Cool. Um, probably is. Eh? Who knows? They do a lot of representation, so I don't. I wouldn't put it past them to to make sure that they made that apparent in that comic. And then you have Zenyatta who is an Omnic monk, who is a wanderer, uh, not necessarily like on anyone's team or whatever, but he just kind of kind of like pushes peace and tranquility and making sure that. There's, like, balance, and everyone's just not being so mean to each other. Um,
2: After Genji was pretty much killed, uh, he trained Genji and sort of, you know, finding his center again. So he is the teacher of Genji, which is pretty cool, which is why Genji has his room in Nepal.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. See, that's why you're here, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, so that's all 27 characters. Do any of those characters stand out to you at all, Matt? Nope. Oh. (laughs) No, I heart. guess the
3: problem I have is not really necessarily a problem, but like for the game type that we're looking for, as much as I like all these like background stories and everything else, the basis of this whole game is it's a shooter game. We can literally yep. be all robots, and you can put them all like in Call of Duty, and all of us the same, and just give different abilities. And to me, there's really no difference.
2: But that's what helps Overwatch stand out is people can get attached yeah, no, to
3: the Yeah, no, I mean, I understand so, the plea of it, but for me, like, standpoint of mm. the game type, it just, that does not stand out as much. Like, well, if we took this and we were going to do it into more of a world, or we actually got to, like, a campaign, like you said, where we're actually in the fighting or in the Almanac uh, Wars or something, then that would be amazing to play and understand all the characters. But from the standpoint of, like, basically, as yes, I think Kate mentioned, there might be just in a simulator going back and forth of what would happen. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: makes sense i didn't expect any i didn't expect anywhere near the depth of this i was blown away by it
3: no it's a great fantastic job they do with everything but except to me for the game that it is yeah Yeah, i mean i think i think
1: essentially like what we just kind of went through with these 27 characters is why well one is blizzard and then two i don't think paladins did near this much kind of fleshing out of their characters other than like you reading something and like a character pick screen really yeah. You can not um, even
3: figure out the character's abilities and powers. <laughs>
0: Accurate.
1: Uh, to kind of go um, along with something Ryan mentioned earlier is that Blizzard is constantly kind of changing this game. They're already pretty. They're always pretty forthright with ha- what they're changing, whether it be something that is brought up by the community of something that's wrong, or if a character is like overpowered. Or if, you know, they're adding a new stuff. They're always pretty transparent and always have some kind of videos supplementing what the changes that are being made. So in the early development, like before the game was even released, like when it was like in like beta um, and when it like a th- was initially announced at BlizzCon, it got a lot of flack because when it came out, it only had those 12 characters and people complained that there was a um, lack of re- representation and kind of an over sexualization of re- women for those OG characters. And if I remember right, so you have Tracer, Symmetra, Fera, Hanzo, Reaper, Winston, Torbjorn, Bastion, Mercy, Widowmaker, Zenyatta, Reinhard. Were the first original twelve. So I guess like there is some, like I mean like there's some. So, like it was their their main um, problem was that they were just like females and like skin tight things um the, yeah but the problem with that is that like they hadn't even finished announcing the characters all the way through yet so we'll, we'll get to kind of like, how they rectified that here in a second but other issues that were brought up were tracer's victory pose like where she turned around and like showed her butt people didn't like that one um in the closed beta there was like an outhouse in Route in route 66 that had like a magazine of like Samantha fully clothed in like an outhouse kind of I guess insinuating that, like, the Australian kind of um, rebellion group were, like, doing inappropriate things in the outhouse, the pictures of Symmetra. Um, and porn was almost, like, immediately made about can, Overwatch.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, can I speak, like, at least on, like, the over-sexualization stuff, I'm looking at a picture of the original launch heroes and stuff like that. And, like... There's a lot of diversity here. And on top of that, there are different types of women. Like, you, you only have the smaller women, but, like, there's one in full frickin' armor. Like, yeah, there's one in, like, a, you know, V-cut or, like, you know, deep V. Like, I, I don't know. I, Maybe I'm just exhausted at this point, but, like, I think at least, like, just looking at their stuff, like, I, I just don't think that, because I know the pose you're looking at because somebody brought it up while we were playing the other day. And I looked it up, and I didn't think it was bad. Like, they don't, they did not animate the characters with ridiculous proportions to where it would make that over-sexualized. Like, that's over-sexualization would be drawing these women in extremely exaggerated positions constantly as well as exaggerated features. So, like, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I thought the, because I think we had talked about this like way, way back when, when one article came out about like the lack of representation and things like that in Overwatch, mm-hmm. you know, like last year or something like that. And I thought it was completely overblown, considering the amount of representation that we've talked about like thus far, and the fact that no other game can kind of make this kind of claim of the representation yeah. that they have and that's, that's successful. So I thought they were overblown, especially because like the first, I think like the next character that was announced. Um, after that initial launch was Zyra. So like what what kind of like body type representation statement do you want to make other than like we already had these other characters already planned. Just like let us let say us them. debut them. Yeah. <laughs> let, let us say that. Mm-hmm. So but as a response, like they started announcing their characters a little bit more quickly. They removed Tracer's Victory pose. They took those magazines out of the that outhouse and they put copyright claims on all the major major distributors of um, like the Overwatch kind of pornography and things like that, because after the game was debuted, Pornhub saw its search for Overwatch characters spike 817%. Of course they did. Which <laughs> Is this I, a surprise or something? I, mean, I just like the statistics. I would like people keep track of this stuff. That's crazy. I mean, have
0: you seen Hanzo? Like, I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: moving on. Tumblr doesn't help because you oh, know that everyone's gay and they're all in a relationship together. True.
1: There's I didn't even think about it. like I don't even want to go look at like the Tumblr. If oh, the Tumblr scum numbers. of
3: the internet! <laughs> Tumblr's so bad.
0: <laughs> so but, basically,
1: yeah. from the kind of like two, so in the two years that Blizzard's been around, we now have twenty-seven characters from that initial twelve, and I think they've done a really great job of not only breaking down the history but kind of. When they talk about when they introduce their characters, they not only do they give like you an intro video, but they also give you like a promo video of what into their what went into their development, what they were thinking about, what they researched when they were kind of researching like the backstory and the history of these characters who might not be American. Because spoiler alert, a lot of these characters aren't American, so they do um, a lot of research and making sure that things like Kate mentioned earlier that when they're writing, they're writing properly, um, and when they're you know. Yeah, I mean they just do a really good job. About it. I think so it's there's really, only really three fun.
0: American characters, right?
1: Yeah, that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, Reaper, McCree, and Soldier.
1: Soldier. Yeah, I guess I don't know if Winston counts because he was raised by an American, so I guess like he might be like an American. He's a gorilla, <laughs> but he's an American gorilla. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but even after that, after like they taken kind of like their consideration from the fans and things like that, um, like like Ryan was saying, for the game changes. They do it pretty quick and they kind of like let you know why they're doing it. Um, they also introduce new maps and new game modes, new characters. The events are always really fun to play with so even though I haven't even if I take like you know a few months off or something like that, every time I come back to the game there's always something new to play uh, especially now like now I've come back after maybe like six months of not playing consistently, and you know mercy's different um, there's new maps there's new characters I'm not familiar with, and it's really refreshing to kind of have that after a long break, because I go back to other games that I haven't played for a long time, they're basically kind of the same. Like, I haven't played... The Hanzo Scatter Arrow is finally gone. Yeah, And
0: it's like, also not, like, an overhaul like Smite was.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what, That was going to be yeah. my example. Like, if I haven't played like something like Smite or League of Legends, I go back to play it. The game's completely different, and everything's different, and I don't know, like change. Like, that dramatic, that dramatic change. So Overwatch, I think, that fine line. So the game is definitely not the same as it was when it was released in 2016, and I doubt it will be the same this time in 2019. Um, some final things to kind of wrap up that I think are really great that they're just now doing is that Overwatch... I guess at the time of this recording, the event will be gone... Or at the time of their release of this episode, the, the event will be gone, but Overwatch is starting to do charity skins where basically they... Um, Make a skin for a character, and all the proceeds go to a certain organization. So at the time of this recording, there's a Mercy Skin up that, uh, that's up right now for $15, and all the proceeds from that skin that's bought go to the Breast Cancer Research Fund foundation. Unless you're
3: Sony, unless you take a cut.
1: Yeah. Um, a nice 20%. I mean, yeah. if you're playing on PlayStation, that's like, what do you expect from Sony? Yeah. Uh, the, ba- the most
3: greatest way. company, the nicest thing ever. They would never <laughs> do you wrong, and they care about you <laughs> and everything. <laughs>
2: I don't think you understand how the corporations work.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was just speaking from uh, the Sony people's perspective.
1: <laughs> so, I'm not sure like what other games kind of do this stuff where they kind of like outwardly say like, "Hey, this is for charity and all the proceeds are going to that," but I think it's really, really great. I don't
0: think they do. I think yeah. this is the first time I've seen like an in-game charity thing like this. Um And like specifically all the proceeds, <sighs> not like a portion.
2: I know that. that I don't think that's true, true, honestly. I just don't have any examples yeah. to like. I feel like Ryan. It, so. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not. Yeah, correct, that's
1: what I was. I was like, <laughs> trying to think of games that. Like I said, I'm not sure what other games do it, but I think it's great that it kind of follows our goal of what kind of like our overall, you know, point of us doing this podcast is kind of like using our fandom to do good things, and Overwatch is definitely taking that up for sure. And if you follow any of our information on StackUp or anything, um, the CEO uh, Stephen has his First of all, like he's great to follow on Twitter, first of all, but he's been like floating these pictures around of different skins from his charity organization, StackUp, and they look dope. And I, If his skins are up there next, I'm definitely down to pay scrupulous amounts of money, so our money, my money goes to stack up. Kate, yeah. you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
0: or... I think that they're lobbying Blizzard right now to kind of like get it get it up and running, which I think it would be great because the Red Shirt Raiders, which is their um, essentially their uh, community um, where you can go in and find people to play with, it's one of the easiest ways for you to get involved if you're a civilian looking to really give some comfort and um, just support to vets. Um, and they do like, I they think they're having an Overwatch night tonight. And so they do a lot of Overwatch play and team play um, and community play. So they really want to get this in the game um, one, to help fund the charity, but also to, as kind of like as a service to like so many of the members of this organization uh, that, that play the game and use it as, um, you know, as a way to build a community at home. And with, you know, their brothers and sisters in arms who have, you know, you know, since dispersed across the United States it's a way to stay in touch. And uh, if you don't know, I'm going to play it here. We are actually raising money the entire month of May um, when this post will have about a week left. We're trying to get you $1,000 raised for stack up during their called ARMS event, which is um, for both Mental Health Appreciation Month and uh, Military Appreci- Appreciation Month. Uh, so head on over to our Twitch channel and hit the StackUp logo and they'll take you to our donation page for them. On twitch.tv slash PC. Go do it.
1: Great, and if you have no idea what StackUp is, go back and look at, listen to our StackUp episode. We'll tell you all about it. Or just at one of us on Twitter and we'll point you in the right direction. Really, really great organization. Okay. Um,
3: Not gonna happen, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some fan but why those and then we'll wrap up and then we'll get out of here some we we'll go play some Overwatch. Um, so we have a few fan, about why those? Our first one is from our patron and great friend, and uh, lovely blogger, and lovely bar- blogger Nico. I don't think he's a blogger. Uh, Nico at Darth Nicola on Twitter. What started off as a game my brother and I got because it looked cool turned into us playing it for countless hours. It's an enjoyable game that gives us so many characters to choose from it's a game that you can put on and never get tired of playing our next one is from my significant other my baby stefani at stefani hearts on twitter it gives you an opportunity to be in any role the games are so short i don't immediately get tired of it which he really does a lot um (laughs) and as you know i cosplayed as widowmaker so widowmaker was her first cosplay and a lot of the recommendations that we got when we were looking for our first for her first cosplay to do was to like go for a character, look up their backstory, and try to embody that character while you're cosplaying. And because of all of the work that Blizzard did to put into her character, like I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing, but she really liked Widowmaker's backstory. Of, I was like, like so
0: is she gonna kill you? Or yeah, she's gonna
1: like, basically kill me in my sleep and then become like a French sniper, basically. Uh, But I don't know if without that backstory, she would have decided to make her first cosplay as Widowmaker. So thank you, my love, for that. But why, though?
0: And plotting your death.
1: And plotting my death, (laughs) basically. I'm (laughs) going to put something in my wallet that says she did it, uh, (laughs) if anything ever happens. Our next one is for at CaptainYas156. Why does it matter? Because it brings friends and people together. We're not winning, but we're we have a full team and we're having a good time. Blizzard is doing their damnedest to create a family-friendly environment, I believe. No, friendly
0: environment, not family-friendly.
1: Oh, family-friendly. Yeah, I was like, I don't think family-friendly. And
0: that that environment's never family-friendly, I will say that.
1: I don't know. I've I've literally, like, this is something that I didn't know if I wanted to put in here, but I've never been, like, on the mic playing by myself in Overwatch. Oh, no, I meant, like, our
0: teams that we play together in.
1: They are not family-friendly. Yeah, they are not family-friendly. Oh, they're not family-friendly. I thought you were talking about, like, I am a saint. Brian. <laughs> <I'm a laughs> <dog. laughs> okay, they create a fam, a friendly environment. Uh, he believes I only play Overwatch if it's if it's with friends. So I think it's really great because I don't ever play unless I'm playing with like one of my friends on the Xbox or if Kate says like, "Hey, Same. let's go play Overwatch." So yeah. I think that's a great. But why the, they kind yeah. of encompasses why this game is so great to play. Yeah.
0: I will say this, like, I, I have it this is the first shooter, like, this is what I've come back to, because I, I stopped shooting because of all the voice stuff, um, which I've talked about before on the, on the podcast, so I'm going to do it again, um, but it's, like, the six-person team has been, like, really, really great, and I don't think I've played i I've, I've played some games by myself, but they were, like, the arcade games, but, like, the, the community aspect is amazing. Yeah. And such a big team, you can actually get a lot of people on there. Mm-hmm.
1: Then you just all... Yell in your own chat and flame that guy, but he can't hear you, so it's not really flaming. Um, so, you have our last family, why that was from at Gamey on Twitter. Elvis. I swear, to just
3: change your damn name.
1: This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> our good friend Elvis again from Stack Up. The story is great since there's room for so much speculation as their backstory and present day story unfolds as time goes on. Not to mention, it's smooth, looks great, easy to pick up, and rewarding at higher team. Tier gameplay. I feel like that's a personal attack on Kate and myself for not being able to play in higher tier gameplay. <laughs>
0: hey, I just hit I that. Believe that's I mean, I, d- I just you got guys small. need to step it
1: up. <laughs> so,
2: oh, I'm excited to hear how you place after.
1: Uh, oh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> But that's really all I got.
2: I mean, that right there will determine whether or not I play with you more. (laughs) Thanks,
3: Ryan. See? And y'all got mad because I hated Rudy. But in the grand (laughs) scheme of things, this is the whole point, the pinnacle part of life with Rudy. Nobody wants to
0: play with a bad player. Exactly. You are
1: basically Rudy, is what they're trying to tell you. Thanks! (laughs) I'll
0: take it. I'm Sam-wise. Which,
3: sad part is, nobody might not get that reference, because I don't know when that is actually coming out.
0: It's after this one. Yeah, so...
2: Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs>
0: Spoilers for our Lord of the Rings episode. There's a Rudy rant.
1: Alrighty. Well, that's all I really got, guys. Um, any final thoughts before we uh, get out of here? Uh, Kate?
0: I didn't think I was going to like it. I did not think I was going to like it. I bought it because there were so many people um, in our Discord that play it, and I thought I'd give it a shot. Um, and then the first time, uh, Elvis... Uh, at Gaming daddy was giving me like little bits and pieces of their character backstory as I picked different characters to try and play with and it was amazing um, and so it kind of made me like get more involved in wanting to know more about the world and everything like that and so uh, then I actually found characters that I was good with and I were decent with uh, and started playing them And so I feel a lot better now um, playing but I, 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 I had sworn off shooters Um And this is, like, the first one that I've played that really kind of gets me really, really pumped and really competitive. And I may have, like, told a couple of people to go F off on my own team. So you're Um, one of the
3: toxic people.
0: Yeah, but I don't yell racial slurs. Nerd rage and, like, hate rage are two different things.
2: Yeah, I was pretty on the fence about Overwatch. Um, This was kind of post me playing Halo. I'd already sworn off Call of Duty, so there wasn't a whole lot of shooters right then, and I saw a Twitch stream of this, and after, like, one or two matches, I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna buy this, and Tim and I are gonna play it, and that was, you know, 400 hours of gameplay ago, so. Uh, Matt, what can you do?
3: So, if they ever drop the price below $40, I might pick it up, depending on, also, the integration of controller on the PC. You can... I've used a controller on PC. Controller. It works. Well, I know that, but I'm talking about how well it works.
1: <laughs> don't, There's a
2: don't difference it between works. it class.
3: works and <laughs> it works. Well,
0: just don't play a sniper class. Play Hanzo. Well, long sniper, kinda. Yeah, so i
2: a sniper, kind of. So don't,
3: don't play a sniper class. Pay somebody that uses a bow, which is essentially basically yeah. a sniper without a scope. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Play
1: one of the uh, three snipers. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> Never <laughs> mind. That's it. I'm just going to buy you this, Matt. When's your birthday, Matt? Oh, your birthday's not. Your birthday's in September, like mine. Uh happy yeah i'll chip in ten dollars yeah so we can get do overwatch game.
0: nights guys happy hey. uh,
1: anniversary week i'm gonna buy you overwatch
2: yeah. so
3: yeah if the game price was cheaper <laughs> i probably would what know,
1: beats it free deep. matt
3: i mean am obviously free i'm not opposed i will play it if i have it <laughs> we can
2: do community um
3: play, do community play nights did you and say community sport? kate yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> matt i want to say either this weekend or next weekend for the anniversary event it is free to play
0: Community Uh-oh. game nights, come Uh-oh. on guys, join our Usually Discord community Usually, it's free to come play during the, the anniversary
1: us. events.
3: Hopefully, yeah. it's we'll next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is. Um, and for me, I mean, I'm a bit of a Blizzard fanboy when it comes to like their games, um, mainly because I played World of Warcraft for so long, and then also just because our track record of just kind of taking over genres of games is so good that I thought, hey, we are going to do a shooter we've been waiting for them to do a shooter for years let's see how it goes um and i just kind of fell in love with it um i think this backstories are great i love the way they do the backstories uh if you listen to the podcast before if you listen to our star wars books episode i love background story and going to find background story because it makes me kind of feel more invested in the game that's how i've just always been so being able to go go watch two hour videos of uh shorts is something i'm totally okay with um gives you a diverse cast of characters to play with, which I think is fantastic and kind of unmatched in that regard. Gives people lots of really great ideas for cosplay. Some of my favorite cosplays now um, used to be League of Legends cosplays, but now I think Overwatch has kind of taken that mantle over as really, really dope um, cosplays. And if you're playing on the PC or if you're on the Xbox, you can come play with me and Ryan. But if you're on the PC, you know, come holler at us. We'll, we'll come play, play with together.
0: me, Ryan, and Kate. Or yeah. you, Ryan, and me. <laughs> What? Yeah, I, I I woke up from a nap right before Words we recorded are hard. this. That was I mean two
1: hours it. ago. I mean, I'll be honest. So, like, when we when we picked this episode, I didn't think that it would last nearly this long. So, if you thought this was gonna be a short episode, I'm sorry. I promise. But in
0: 45 minutes because that's all I thought it was gonna be.
3: So, honestly, I think we were yeah. fine. But then we read. We decided we were gonna read all 27 characters.
1: But you have to. It's the major part of the game, and I think that's like the meat of why this game is so cool is the characters the story is cool but like once you get the story and the characters put together i think it creates a complete game without having a campaign which i think is awesome and that's all i got
0: tell them uh where why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and your podcasts
2: okay so you can find me online at twitter at rp cappy and you can find me on xbox playstation steam blizzard at captain cappy uh, you can find me on com where I host two podcasts, one which is Game Boys, and it is all about co-op and multiplayer gaming, and then another called The Fire Keepers, which is all about the Dark Souls franchise, and so we are playing through all the Souls games, and I am currently streaming through Dark Souls at twitter.tv slash the Fire Keepers podcast. Yep, that's twitch.tv slash the Fire Keepers podcast. Right, all
1: your stuff in there.
0: Yep, I will link it all. Okay, awesome. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for staying through this episode. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us and imparting your, your for Overwatch wisdom and love Thanks, with Ryan. us. Say thanks, Adrian.
1: Yeah, no, I was definitely going to. Thanks okay. for coming on, Ryan. Um, I really appreciate it. I think uh, this would have just been me and Kate talking to each other for an hour and a half. But with you here, you got, you know, we got some great conversation, and it makes me really excited to play Overwatch after we're done talking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, as always, you can find the podcast at but Why Though PC on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PC. And uh, if you want to support us a little more, head on over to Patreon. And uh, patreon.com slash PC. And starting at a dollar, you get early episodes, research notes, and uh, a whole bunch of goodies as you move up on from there. As for me, you can find me at OhMyMyThrandir on Twitter. Adrian.
1: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S U P E R R U I Z93. And if you want to come play with Overwatch on Xbox, you can find me at Darth Boomstick with three O's. Hint, hint, Ryan.
2: I already added you as a friend, and I'm just waiting to hear Uh, back.
1: Xbox is terrible with like, their friend request things. Just in like the messages, uh, uh-huh. check. Uh-huh, Adrian, messages. sure. I don't want to get like spammed. This is why nobody
0: ever listens to Matt's e- e- exit, exit,
1: exit Last time I was in a message, I got banned. So it's you did not going there. Also, accurate. Adrian
0: is the toxic community.
3: <laughs> just because you told some family you'll get diabetes does
1: <laughs> huh? so First of all, oh, it, was, it was just his mom. <laughs> And, oh, he had insta-kinked me for no reason. And was a total jerk about it.
0: Loot was the reason. He's a jerk. Okay, Matt, where can we find you?
3: Well, one, you wouldn't get kicked, but Kate had to go to the bathroom. And so we couldn't use her vote. And therefore you did get kicked.
0: We played in the same room!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that really seems like you could have just walked over to the controller and voted in Adrian's favor.
3: She took the controller with her to the rest No, he did not! <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> do you want to tell them that's where
0: they exactly can find you? That's exactly what happened. No, no, you can't save yourself. Tell them where they can find you.
3: You can't save myself. I didn't get banned. Um, so I may not play the game, but I do the research, and you can find me in Junker <laughs>
1: That's That's where I think I would find you, actually.
0: Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> okay, awesome. Bye, guys. Thank you.